Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I am Anthony Totri, joined you on are. this terrific Tuesday by Sean DePaz and Shane yeah, he is. Yeah, and yeah. Bach. Gentlemen, how you doing? You know, feeling feeling good. Sean, you're muted, so that's a good start. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I had a nice had a nice day betting yesterday. Um, had a nice couple weeks betting. I'm kind of getting back on the pony, getting back on the Love horse. That. Love that. I'm feeling good. I'm getting a new car. Well, oh, yeah. a new car. I'm selling my car. RIP Oppa, the 2014 GT. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Exactly. Yep, yep. Um, I'm feeling good otherwise, though. What are you getting? You know, just vibing. I don't know yet. I might stick with a Jeep. Might go Chevy Equinox. Some, we'll see. Oh, okay. okay. You should, uh, you should, what, what's a, uh, What's the price range for a nice, um, a nice Grand Cherokee these days? Nice twenty fifteen or something. I don't know. I don't really know. I was budget? looking at a Jeep. I was looking at a Jeep Patriot. Ooh, Patriot you guys what my budget is? No, I said, is that out of your budget? Oh, uh, no. I don't know. Uh, I was looking at like a, a Jeep Patriot. That's not like oh, it wasn't too bad. Um, but I'm looking to stick around the same size. So, yeah. You know. As a Bills fan, Patriot. I feel like you can't own anything that has Patriot in the name. Yeah, but as an American citizen. <laughs> okay, dude. I'm just saluted. <laughs> Nobody can see us. Okay. Yeah. Well, John's gonna hopefully be driving his new car into the new office when we get moved in. Um, so we will be doing our shows remote until we actually get moved into the new office. Yeah, everything's gotta um, get set up. But we packed everything yesterday, and I think the best part of yesterday, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh no, you're right. Breakfast no, you're burritos. right, yes. Yeah. yeah. The burritos got there after like hours of moving stuff, and it was just pure happiness. I think from yeah. everybody. Yeah, all as just I, sweaty, sitting on the floor eating burritos. It was pretty nice. As I said on the bed show like thirty minutes ago, a lot of people lost their burrito express virginity. Yeah, I was um, just about to yeah. say that we got the and, and they all loved it. There was nothing but good things to say. Um, this was with without being live, unprompted. People were like, mm, yeah. as you would say, Sean, delicioso. Or as I would also say, scrum deliumptious. Yes, it was scrum deliumptious. It's a good time. And then Saturday, there's some fun happening too. Yeah, Daniel got his his autograph signing at the Tempe location. Um, Like Shane mentioned, August 20th. And it's not just him. He's going to be bringing along some teammates, Ladarius Henderson, Elijah Badger, just to name a few. Um, So go out there, August 20th, get an autograph or two, get a burrito, just have a great Saturday. Ooh, um, ooh. Uh, before we move on, happy belated yes. to Elijah Badger. 21. Yeah, yes. Love that. That's crazy. That's you, you, guys. you know what you can do when you're 21? You can drink some Four Peaks like we did yesterday after we moved. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You can also bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. <laughs> we, could, we could take this literally any which way. <laughs> take that money, Big win it, go to FOCA. Well, before, uh, <laughs> let's, okay, real quick, though. Elijah Badger cannot bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because I'm pretty sure that's against NCAA oh, yeah, uh, that's regulations. But he but can drink four else, peaks responsibly now. Peaks, yes. Okay. Great we'll job, guys. Great. That. That, was, that was a solid ad read between the three of us. I think that's one of the first times we've all contributed to an ad read. No? Nothing? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah, we did. <laughs> 21 plus. Enjoy responsibly, as I said. Get that beer wherever you get your beer in Tempe or oh in Arizona. Gosh. Guys, there's been some interesting college football news over the last 24, 36 <laughs> hours that has to do with a former Sun Devil um, by the name of Jaden Daniels, who I guess at this point is the front runner and favorite 
to be named the LSU starting quarterback. He hasn't been named the starting quarterback yet, uh, but the former LSU quarterback now at this point, Miles Brennan, um, who there was this whole thing in the offseason that he wasn't going to play and then decided to come back to LSU, has now decided to call it quits. He is no longer going to be a part of the LSU football program after not being named the starter. So... Again, that puts Jaden, the former Sun Devil, at the kind of helm of this whole quarterback competition. And Jaden Daniels' mother last night, who we know has been kind of a polarizing figure around Outspoken, here. Outspoken, for sure. Decided to get on Twitter spaces. Um, and she had a lot to say about, you know, Jaden's future and a little bit about his time in Tempe. You know, we, we, we wish him well because we weren't able to – when we left, we we just had to let it go, um, and so they feel some type of way. And I understand. I'm, I'm a businesswoman. I understand. However, LSU probably gained a lot of Arizona fan, Arizona State fans because they just waiting for him to fail, and it's okay. Like he's 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 got a plan for nobody. And at the end of the day, he he's, he's putting in the extra work. To tell you one thing, he's probably worked out with his quarterback coach. Morrison's been at LSU than he did when he was in Arizona State, and that's in California. <laughs> so, I mean, he's dedicated. He's devoted. You know, we we hear it. I read it all. And like I tell him, if there's the perception is reality. So if they say you are inaccurate, we're going to work on it. And I could tell you right now, everybody he's worked with, he works with the quarterback coaches, Jordan Palmer. He's with uh, 3D QB, who has Jameis Winston, has Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, you know, Justin Hurt, all these people they work with. And no one's, you know, saying the things that we see, that, that we see. It all goes down to chemistry. Quarterback has to have chemistry with their team. You see the best quarterback. Tom Brady is not good without chemistry with his receivers. He's going to put the ball there, but if they run it the wrong routes and they doing stuff, what, what is he supposed to do? You know? And the line, he, he don't want to run. He's been at Pac-12 lines that just collapse. And, you know, they're, they're good kids, great kids, and we love them all. But he's not going to sit there and take 60 sacks, guys. He's not going At one point, he's not going to get up, and I can tell you, for him being wiry, you can ask Florida State. And you can ask you Washington. You can ask all these people. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Michigan State, you know, he turned back around, you know, as a true freshman. He's not scared. He's not scared at all. He's not scared to go out and win. But he needs a team to help him. And this is the team he chose. And, you know, those kids believe in him. And he believes in them. And I think y'all going to see a... a I think y'all gonna see a different um, end result. There is so much done, <laughs> <laughs> like so much. So just before yeah. we get into the details, Shane, what are your initial thoughts on that? Well, the thing that glared that was that sticked out to me was the slight of the offensive line in the Pac-12. That just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I texted you guys this last night when we were when when you sent this in, Totri, um, or was it Sean? Whoever did that. It was Totri, um, yeah. Yeah, so I I, I, I I thought about it and I looked at it. I looked at all the advanced stats for protection. And a lot of these stats are skewed by how good your running back is and how good your quarterback is. They had really good running backs last year. So I'm not going to let this be the end-all be-all. But they were number three in the nation at run yards on the, on the line, which is just like obviously running efficiency, but it still says a lot. They were great run blockers. 
Um, they were also number six in standard down line yards, which is just how many yards they can gain from their offensive line. Um, now you go to their sack rate. So ASU sack rate last year was 7.7%. ASU stuff rate last year was 13.5%. You know what this says to me? It's It says a lot like what Russell Wilson does. Yeah, the offensive line wasn't great in Seattle for a while, but he ran into a lot of sacks. Jaden Daniels isn't a pocket quarterback. He doesn't make it easy for the offensive line. Okay, he, he maybe he didn't have great pass protection, but it was all. It, but the pass protection is based on what the quarterback does with the protection, yeah. and, and and a lot of that was his fault. And and I can hear you, like I can understand the moaning, but the biggest thing is we'll wait and see. And I'm not rooting for him to fail. I don't think any of us are. That's not something we want. But we'll wait and see and see how much of a difference these SEC linemen make for him. Because yeah. clearly that is the biggest thing in all of this is SEC linemen are bigger. They're better. They've always been better. And now he's going to get that. He's going to get the premier protection from, you know, a physical standpoint. All of these guys are huge. If he, you know, if the sack rate is hovering around 7% again, we know where the outlier is. And we'll talk about the rest of the stuff. But just on the offensive line, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't really like that. On that yeah. same note, though, with the offensive line being bigger and better in the SEC at LSU, the flip side of that coin is the defensive lines are much bit bigger and better as well. You're going against Alabama and Georgia. Those defensive lines are far superior than anything you're going to face in the Pac-12. Sean, what'd you have? Yeah, I was. No, I was going to say like, first off, like you don't get the best running back in the Pac-12 with a bad offensive line. A, like Rashad was amazing, but that he doesn't just he, you can't do that with the three of us blocking for him. Yeah, like, yeah. And they had two offensive linemen that were Pac-12 all team, second team, but still they were Pac-12 all team. It's not like they were. It's not like he was running behind Colorado offensive line. Yeah, like, that was ridiculous. And then also, like, are we just going to ignore the fact that that like he didn't have much of a receiving core either? Like, why? I don't understand why they weren't mentioned in all yeah. of this. Like, why it was just the offensive line? And then she's going to throw in like, oh, they were good kids. Like, okay, well then why are you? Talking yeah. about them like what are we doing it's like no offense as if yeah. that does yeah. anything so like, anything that's ever been prefaced with no offense has almost always been offensive yeah. here, here here's my last stat for all of the nerds out there his sack rate 77.7 percent which ranked uh 92 um but then you break it down by standard down sack rate and passing down sack rate so 4.7 percent standard down sack rate that just means on all downs 4.7 percent of the time rank 47 on passing downs, 11.5%, which ranked 112 in the nation. What is that telling you? When he needs to throw the ball, he forces it. He tries to play hero bar ball. He Carson Wences sometimes and tries to get the most out of things. On third down and 15, he's not going to dump it off and get a couple yards to pass it away. No, he's going to try to do his best, which is fine. But that's when you look at what the difference is. So like That 11% really glares, and it kind of tells you everything you need to know about who he is and I, he's a great player he's a phenomenal athlete but you can't blame the offensive line for what happened last year fully yeah. at least i think what what is interesting about this whole Jaden daniel situation as it relates to arizona state fans i don't think arizona state fans wish Jaden daniels any like bad however his mom makes it really hard to root for Jaden daniels hmm like she, she, she has no business going on this Twitter spaces, calling out ASU offensive linemen of the past. 
you should not even have Jaden Daniels and Tom Brady's names in the same sentence yeah, or any of the quarterbacks she named. I don't want to hear any shit as it relates to Tom Brady needs to have chemistry with his wide receivers to be successful. That's just that's just simply not true. Uh, we've seen it Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. You could put anybody out there lining up on the perimeter for just about any of the great quarterbacks that she named. Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, etc. They're going to find a way to get it done. Yeah. I don't want to hear just because Jane Daniels has been throwing the ball with Jordan Palmer like that all of a sudden well, he's yeah. going to be mentioned in this conversation. This is this is the thing for me is when she mentioned chemistry. We all know the infamous video. We all know what happened there. We saw how mad everybody was. And yeah. sure that can be because your starting back starting quarterback quit on you, but at the same time if you truly enjoyed playing with him and he quit on you and and you everything was all well and good even if he left the way he did. That wouldn't happen. There was some discourse. We heard Daniel and Gata at the start of camp say this team doesn't have any cancers multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. And that kind of made you think it was about Jaden. And again, I don't want to speculate. It, it might not be. But like that it kind of tells you everything you need to know. I don't think they got along well. This kind of this kind of rubs me the wrong way in the sense that it feels like a mom of a AU basketball player that didn't get along yeah. with the team and yeah. wasn't getting enough playing time. It's just a little strange. And again, we are not rooting for him to fail. I would love no. to see him put up great numbers in the SEC. I think he's such a fun player to watch. But at some point, you can't blame everybody else except for you. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it, like, you're worried about his chemistry, and now you're going to LSU where the receivers are almost certainly going to have, like, not, like, I don't know like bigger egos, I guess, like, especially yeah. at a school like LSU, like you look at their lineage of wide receivers, like those wide receivers are going to think they're a big deal. I don't think that's necessarily the case at ASU, especially last year. Like they didn't Ricky Pierce all like they, like they don't, they don't have guys that are like surefire first round pick type thing. Yeah. And then like, yeah, the Tom Brady thing was just ridiculous. <laughs> and then when she was talking about like his coaches and like, Oh, he was working out more with his coach and from LSU. That's on him. And I was like, That's yeah, totally on JD. A, B, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, first off, he's in the middle of a quarterback competition. So you're telling me that the LSU quarterback coach is like, fuck you guys. I'm going out to California to work out with Jaden, which also, and this is pure, just I don't know, does not sound legal. Doesn't seem like he should, the, the coach well, of the LSU coach should be able to do that. Well, also, it's it's complacency. Like, if you're in a quarterback competition and you're working harder than when you're not in a quarterback competition, that kind yes. of speaks to what you are as a player. And didn't yeah. we see this? Didn't he have a crazy great freshman year? And then sophomore year and junior year, nothing really changed. Some stats got worse. Like, Because there was no it competition. It just kind of speaks on what type of duty is i and I, I again hope i hope he does well and i really one question i want to ask you guys what do you think he thinks about this do you think he supports this do you think he sees a video like this and is like oh god not again or do you think he's just like yeah that's my mom sticking up for me i i mean i feel like it's uh it's a like a, a ball family situation like this is i feel like you see this is something you see with athletes a lot yeah. like their parents sticking up for them i feel like it's one of those things where it's easy for us to criticize but at the same time it's like it's like like I know the, the Ball brothers said was like, would you rather have a parent that doesn't care, like that's not invested at all? So like, there's that. So I I, I can appreciate that regard of it. I think there's something like a certain point you have to like let your kid be a grown man and like go out there and just stick up for himself and all of that kind of stuff. But like, I don't know. It's just like I can respect the fact that she wants to stick up for her son. I don't think she's right, and I think she's not. I don't think she's doing him any good. 
Um, I think she's really only making the situation worse for him and putting more pressure on him. And like Totri said, making it a lot harder for ASU fans to root for him. Yeah. Which I did want to acknowledge. I, I kind of disagree with you. I do think there are a lot of ASU fans that are rooting for his downfall. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, of course, but it's ASU fans that, that yeah. <laughs> we don't associate with. Yeah. It, it, it's the same people that, that will scream at an 18 year old for missing a free throw at the end of the game. Yeah. Like they just, yeah, we don't pay any attention to that. It, it's, it, it is strange though, the situation. And I do understand, Understand. I can see where she's coming from from a point because or to a point because of you see that video that surfaced and you see how much hate your kid is getting like that's that's not that's not cool yeah. it's not fun. like at the end of the day it's still her it's still her son it's still yeah. her baby boy like she's gonna want to stick up for him but do it I, in just, a I think she's way. smart yeah. I think she's smart she's unlikable as hell but I think she's smart she knows what she's doing all press is good press doesn't matter if you're talking out your ass or what you're doing but you got people talking about you <laughs> And I mean, evidently, Jaden's goal and his mom's goal is to get him to the NFL. How do you do that? You go to a big name school like LSU. Okay, that's fair. All this does is put even more pressure on him. Like the the one thing about the Twitter spaces comments that she made that's interesting to me is he's already got a ton of pressure, like you mentioned, Sean, right? He's going to LSU. But now you've called out the ASU offensive line of the past. You've almost called out your son's work ethic while he was in Tempe, yeah. which almost alludes to the coaching staff or whatever you want to do, right? So now it's upon him. If he is the starting quarterback, the, the competition has gotten significantly more challenging as you've entered the SEC. So you either are going to shine or you are going to fail miserably. But what she's done is she's got everybody talking about Jaden Daniels now. Right from LSU to Arizona State to national writers, Sports Illustrated, whatever, everyone's talking about Jaden Daniels winning this job at LSU and why he couldn't do it at ASU, why he couldn't succeed at ASU, whatever. So, in that sense, she's she's smart. She's a businesswoman, like she said. But at the end of the day, I think she's extremely unlikable. <laughs> um, and personally, if this was my mom doing this. I would be very, very irritated. Like, at, at what point do you just let the game speak for yourself, right? Which he's almost done. We haven't. We we had the the blessing of not hearing for her from her for months, and now she wants to. The day that you know Miles Brennan is done with football, she doesn't mention anything about that. There's no you know like great kid, whatever. So all all Jade, all Jade. Also. A side note, like she's talking about this LSU team, like they're leaps and bounds better than ASU was last year. Um, or this ASU, year. ASU started last season with a number next to their name. LSU is unranked for the first time like this century to start a season, basically. So obviously that doesn't necessarily mean that ASU last year is better than LSU this year. But like you're, it's not like he transferred to Alabama where they're just almost certainly going to be in a better situation. Like yeah. this team is not – the LSU team that won the national championship a couple years ago. Like, this there's is a lot not, of question marks. There's a, a lot of question marks, and Jaden is one of them. So it's – I mean, I want him to succeed up until they play ASU in the national championship, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine? Other, like, that would be – that would be something else. Got to make a – got to make a movie if that is yeah. – uh, if that's the scenario in a few months down the line. Shane, any final thoughts on this? Florida. No, I just uh, I'm I just can't wait and see. Wait and see what happens. I'm excited. Wait this is going to be fun. There's a lot of SEC teams that are ranked in the AP pool, and they are not. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Definitely. I'm excited though. I'm genuinely excited. I'm going to be tuning into LSU football games. I was an LSU fan as a kid. 
Um, I just, just loved purple, my favorite color. <laughs> They're very fun. Jamarcus Russell, one of my favorite co- collegiate quarterbacks. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see, to watch some LSU football. Um, yeah, it just adding storylines is why college football is so fun. And this definitely adds one of interest. So, yeah. Hey, if you're buying into the hype, Jaden is still plus 8,000 when I was been at. I don't think, I think you might as well just hold a lighter to your money if that's where you want to place it. But hey, <laughs> everybody's entitled to their own bet. And that's why you guys should download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code PHNX because when you make your first deposit, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. Shane, you mentioned you, you're getting back on the pony in terms of win streaks. Um, do you have a DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week? I do. So I mentioned it on our betting show a little bit ago that I really liked this. Um so in, in the MLB section, so there's like, it's kind of like a spider web sometimes going on the drafting sportsbook app because there's just so much to bet on. So if you yeah. go to MLB and you scroll over to daily specials, they have, you can bet on somebody to throw a no hitter at plus 25,000 a day, which is, you know, not a terrible thing because of who's pitching today. I mean, you have for the first time or for the third time since like the 60s, you're getting two sub 2.0 ERA pitchers facing each other and Justin Verlander and Dylan Cease who I, by the way, coined a nickname for him, my mustache brethren. I'm calling him Punch-Out Poppy, and that's going to be a thing. We're going to start with that. I'm going to send it to the CSGO folks. But they're pitching against each other tonight. And you can scroll over in daily specials to any team over X plus runs. And the lowest amount is any team to score 11 plus runs. I'm picking no, plus 260. I don't think any team has an explosion today. Um, That is my DraftKings Sportsman pick of the week. Throw $10, get 36 back in return, or 26 back in return, 36 total. Um, but yeah, you can bet on that right now in the drafting sports. Okay, well, that was a little spicy one today. What do you What do I you like got, Sean? I like that. Um, I don't know. I hadn't put a whole lot of thought into it. Oh, actually, never mind. Red Sox minus uh, Red Sox money line. They're facing the Pirates. The Pirates are simply not good, and the Red Sox are hot. Um, also, the Yankees play today. Do the Yankees? You gonna play fade today? the I Yanks? Know. I faded them yesterday with the Rays. Oh, the, 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 the Yankees oh. do play today. The yeah, Rays are Cortez pitches though. Minus one and a half, or plus one and a half, or minus one fifty. They yeah. lost ten uh, of twelve. You know what? Raise um, parlay the Red Sox, the Red Sox money line with the Tampa Bay Rays money line. Fade the Yankees. They're ice cold. They're bad. They might miss the playoffs. Plus three twenty. <laughs> you parlay the Sox and Rays money line. Um, this is that AFC East day, and the Yankees are not part of it. <laughs> I like the Padres today. I, I have a tough time believing that they lose to the the Marlins back to back. In uh, in Miami, I just don't see it happening, especially after the Marlins struggled at home for the last few weeks. Um, and if you don't like that, I think there's great value in the Dodgers today at plus money, um, despite who's pitching. So yeah. those are our DraftKings picks of the week, guys. Let's get back to ASU. Forget those who have left us to Baton Rouge, um, aka Jaden Daniels and Brian Kelly. I'm also looking at you. Um, let's talk about the quarterbacks here because. Last week we heard from Herm that the expectation was we should be getting a quarterback, a starting quarterback named soon. That didn't happen. Uh, He said that NAU is not going to lose any sleep over the headlines, that we should have a quarterback sometime by the end of the week, maybe early into next week. Um, So we'll see what happens. He says he's got a very clear understanding of who they anticipate to be that guy. We all anticipate it to be Emory Jones. At this point, yeah, though, we all have eyes. Yeah. 16 days. We got 16 days now um, until kickoff. The last time Herm had a quarterback competition, like 
in his camp, he named a starter, Jaden Daniels, freshman year, with 17 days till kickoff. We have now passed that deadline. At all with two weeks left, two weeks and change, does it worry you? Despite no. us knowing who's going to be the guy? No, because if we know, that means the team knows. He's getting yeah. first team reps. He's practicing with the guys. I think the biggest glare is who's going to start wide receiver. Uh, I think Charles Hall is going to sneak in there. Um, and I don't know who else. Uh, I, I really don't. So just get reps with your guys because all the wide receivers, team one, team two, team three, doesn't matter who it is. People are going to play. Uh, yeah. yeah. As, as long as you're getting reps with the first team, I don't think it matters. Yeah. I feel like if anything, they're trying to figure out who the, who the backup is at this point, like who, who the number two is. And I guess if you don't name a starter, you still have guys competing for that first spot because you have a better idea who would be a better backup. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, like Shane said, if we if we know they know, like, and like you said, he ha- they have an idea of who they anticipate to be the starter. It sure as hell isn't Paul Tyson. Like all due respect, but like like it's Emery has looked way better. So um, yeah, I mean, I like Shane said. I think the wide receivers are really the most interesting part. Uh, I hope Paul Tyson's mom doesn't listen to this because Paul yeah, Tyson we're about to end up to top Sean of Twitter is spaces. Enoch to me. Like, hey, listen, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing against Paul Tyson. Like. I'm sure he's capable of being a really good quarterback in a group of five school or something like that. But like he's when you put him against Emory Jones, who has proven who has proven, like Paul Tyson has not played. Emory has. And Emory has looked like he's played, and Paul Tyson has looked like he hasn't. Like it just I don't know. I don't think it's much of a competition at this point. I would be I would be shocked at this point if it's not Emory. Um and I think the streets would riot in Tempe. Uh, but I'm also not sold on them still competing for a number two job. I think Paul Tyson has probably got the number two job wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, um, I would agree too. But especially, I believe it was last week, Borke. There was a day that he didn't practice, had his foot wrapped. I'm not sure if it was the same foot that, that he sucks. had surgery on, but he was not in pads or a helmet or anything that day. Um, and you yeah, know, these reps number three are so so meaningful for these guys. Yeah. Uh, whether it's for the first job, second job, whatever. Going back to the receivers, Shane, you mentioned Charles Hall. The more that I see this guy on the field, man, the more that – I mean, it's just kind of like what you said. I think he is going to sneak in, and I think he he could be the star. I was about to say, I, I, I think the time has passed where we're like, he's going to play a lot. Like, yeah, it's pretty clear. Is he going to be the start. one? Is he going to be the might one? Be, my only issue with him being the one is he's not, he's not big. <laughs> so for him to be – Listed at the Z or the X, I would find it very, very tough. I think he suits more of a slot guy. Yeah. Um, well, is he, is he the number one option? Is I he the Cole Beasley before option. Stephon Diggs? I think he's the Julian Edelman to Emory Jones, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> what, Sean? Well, I don't think there was any situation in which Beasley was actually the, the first option above <laughs> Stephon Diggs. But well, he, he, I, he, 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 he saw the most targets before Stephon Diggs. I suppose. Um but yeah, I mean, he's a toy. Yeah. He's a toy for Glenn Thomas, and I think <laughs> at the end of the day, there is a whole box of toys for Glenn to play. Toy with. box, toy box, and Glenn. I, I think Charles is maybe the most fun. He's the newest of the toys. He's got the most versatility. He's not the newest. I was, he is the newest. Well, he transferred there's... in the latest. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. He's, he's, He's the newest in the toy chest, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, fine. And I think I think Glenn's gonna want to play with him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't phrase it <laughs> like that. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, for me, the biggest question is how much the receivers get utilized at all. I mean, you have three legitimate rushing threats in the backfield. Obviously they've talked a lot about, about using two tight ends. We've seen case hash run as a tight end. Like, so I'm interested to see how much we actually see the receivers get used. Who's the best uh, run blocking receiver. Cause that's, who's going to get the most playing time. I feel yeah. like outside zones, read I feel options. Like it's still Charles. Despite his not being like height wise very big, he's one of the bulkier wideouts out there. Yeah. Which in theory should make you a better run blocker if you've got more mass on you. Um, outside yeah. of him, yeah. Andre. I mean, yeah, Andre Johnson, he's the tallest of those guys out there, maybe. Um, but yeah, the more I the more the practices go on and the closer we get to kickoff, I feel like it's gonna be Andre Johnson, Charles Hall, and then plug and play whoever you want at the three, maybe Brian Thompson, maybe Elijah Badger. You can just rotate those guys in Cam Johnson, Chad Johnson as well. Like there's a lot of options, especially at that number three spot. Um, so I think it's just going to be, especially that NAU game, whoever steps up that third spot might be available for that Oklahoma state game. It's going to be a tryout. What is a success for the wide receiving core um, in the NAU game? Like, what does success look like? Just don't drop just, the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is drops. Like, I don't think there's, like, any particular – I think success like, for the success. receiving core, if you're a fan, is somebody somebody goes crazy. Somebody goes yeah. for eight eight receptions, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just – I think that, that one time we were at practice and we saw Cam Johnson drop, like, two passes in a row. Like, Yeah, don't I, do I that. that. For me, that's like – I just want to see them – take advantage of the opportunities they get and and also to show that there's a little bit of depth right like <clears throat> if charles hall is as as good as we are now expecting him to be and obviously there's i think there's a certain amount of expectation for andre like i don't want that to be the only two wide receivers that we can trust uh yeah so i think it's it's once you get further down the depth chart especially if they get later in the game and they're blowing in AU out, which i swear to god they better be um hmm. like i want those receivers to start showing that they're also like okay we can trust them too um I think that's the big thing for me. First first play against Oklahoma State, line up 10, 10 players on the field and then have Roe Torrance hiding near the sideline but still on the field. Play action. Who's that? That's the corner? Gone. 75 <laughs> Go yards, house call. Turn me up. Love a good house call. They're the best. I'm, I'm here for a flea flicker. First play. Give me just – Fucking do it, dude! Run, run the wishbone with two quarterbacks. Come on, just do no, it. I want to see Case no. Hatch catch an eighty-yard touchdown. Let's That's go, what I want. Let's go see. Wildcat. Let's get Xavier and Ngata back there. Let's have uh, Emery out wide. Yep, and then just have him come around the end. Yep, just have just have Case Hatch the tight end. Have him pull and just run through somebody and have Emery take it seventy-five yards to the house, rushing touchdown. That's what I want to see. It's going to be an absolute blast. I can't believe we're 16 days away from ASU football. Actually, kicking off, this is the last weekend without college football on a regular basis. So do whatever you got to do. Like, I don't know what you do when football's not on. Um, but do it one last time. <laughs> what? Because I, I don't know. Man. Football's going to be Go run your, go run your Saturday errands one last time because you will not be able to grocery shop. There we go. Go to the DMV. That's what I was saying. I got you. Ever again. It. Sean's your translator for me sometimes. There we go. There we go. Go load up on Four Peaks because yeah. you're not going to want to go out the following week when it's football after football after football. 
Um, and guys, we're going to need another toast of the month winner. So enter to win the toast of the month sweepstakes to win a $50 four peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click on the link in the show notes. Got to be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. I don't think there's anything that goes better with four peaks than a burrito and then football. I think it's the perfect marriage between the three. Yeah. Think? Yeah. Uh, the golden lager. I was sipping on that yesterday. Uh, it's quickly climbing my like power rankings of Four Peaks beer. I think it's like mm. the perfect college football beer. Like you're sitting on your, your couch all Saturday getting ready to, to watch college football. Are you going to want to throw a few back? The Golden Lager's nice and light. You could just be pouting those all night responsibly, of course. Uh, of course. And then I think that's like the my, just my A1 college football beer. Yeah. Something light. Nice wow on Saturday morning I think would slap. Okay. Sh- that's I'm honestly the thing I like about what i'm just i can't wait i can't yeah. wait to get out there i can't wait for tailgates i can't wait for for betting on college football Foosball! i can't wait for notre dame's kicker to miss a extra okay, point late, dude. Late, late in the game to ruin a seven leg parlay that i've been watching all day with western kentucky and the hilltoppers just running through west virginia wow yeah. you got it all mapped out uh-huh I, I can't wait for Texas. I don't think they play this year, but I, I can't wait for Texas to be back for a single week and then uh-huh. lose to Kansas, and then everyone be like, "All right, this is Texas." Uh, well, actually, I don't know. Bijan Robinson Texas... might be too good for that to happen. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Texas is going to be okay. Like, but this is—it's the same thing every year. Sneaky, Texas is ranked. It's sneaky Heisman favorite. Bijan Robinson, plus Robinson him and like. his Lambo pulling up to the ceremony in his Lamborghini. Why not? That's crazy. <laughs> What color is mine? Yeah. Okay. Um, like, Robinson's the top G. Like midnight purple, and it like it's pearlescent, so it turns like lighter purple uh, during the day. It yeah. looks black. No, at night. dude, a a a uh, Lamborghini that's that's like painted like the Cardinals helmets, like black with mm-hmm. like red little specs. Would be hard. Or Ooh, I would go like dark. Travis Scott and get like a matte brown or tan color. Mm-hmm. I want a PHNX wrapped. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, I'm wrapping honestly, it in my I'm wrapping it in my face. If you get it, if a black Lamborghini with like the the PHNX flag just ghosted into it, like pattern throughout it, would go kind of crazy. You know what's almost as good as Lamborghini? What's that? Shady shaking his head. Foco. Foco is yeah, almost true. as good as Lamborghini. We're partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. Foco has got you covered with the best Arizona merchandise. They have officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Head on over to Foco.com or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items. Use the code PHNX for 10% off. Go get yourself an ASU bobblehead before kickoff or something of that nature. Guys, before we get out of here, I, I saw something on TikTok. And I want to get your guys' votes for this, right? The NBA, I believe, is a couple months away. Okay. I saw somebody do bar food series, right? So like a playoff series of, let's say, like wings versus potato skins. Who wins and in how many games and why? Okay. So I've got three appetizer or just bar food kind of setups for you guys. You're going to give me your explanation for who wins and in how many games. Okay. So the first matchup is street tacos and we've got nachos. Oh, I'm going street tacos in five. Really? I'm going street tacos. I'm going street tacos in six, but the nachos made it real close in game five. 
Um, and Street Tacos pulled away late and then just blew him out in game six, Devin Booker, Luca style. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Nacho, the Street Tacos is like, I could sit down and eat 10 of those right now. So, oh, you like, know what? I'm not going to get tired of those. Nachos, no, you... I don't want to mix it in once on game four or something like that. But then game five, it's, it's you know what happens? The, the nachos take the first two and then they get soggy and lose four straight. Oh, that's a good point. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. I like tacos in six, to be honest with you. Next matchup, we've got wings. With mozzarella sticks. Oh, wings that's and four. Seven. Wings and what? seven. Wings and Mo- four? Well, wings you got a sweet? Listen. Listen. Bro, mozzarella sticks are so unbelievably overrated. They're very good. But wings are the staple of America. This is food. wing wing. This is this is the Suns Pelican series. One team is clearly better than the other, but it's just like mozzarella sticks are so good and just like so fun to watch. They're just different. Like it, it's it's uh, I'm gonna I'm sticks going are back too old. No, old. I'm going. I'm going. Wings one, game one. Mostics games two. Wings game no. three. Mostics four. Like it's no, going back is, and forth. This is the, the Lakers series in 2021 against the Suns. But everyone values Mostics higher than they are. Everyone's like they're not good, but they're sneaky good, and they can win. They take they take a couple games, but then the true champion, the Wings. No, still, because I'm, you know what I'm saying. You know what mozzarella five. sticks have is they have Jose Alvarado, aka Ranch sauce? dressing. Coming off the yeah, coming off the the bench, didn't expect it, didn't expect it. But then you get a little bit of it, and you're like, oh my god, this is actually pretty good. Um, yeah. and and then it, it, it makes the series go longer. Than I'm so hungry. Can we get the last one out of the way? Yeah, we got for the last one. We've got sliders and potato skins. Oh, sliders and four. <sighs> no. Potato skins. I feel like potato one. skins are so disrespected, bro. Yeah, they potato are. Potato skins Sli- are good. Sliders it's, and six. The the, the the potato skins are the Raptors. Sliders. Potato skins. Uh, give me sliders potato skins two. and seven. Sliders are wow. What? That's wow. Upset, yeah. upset of the century. But potato skins are really good. And I think all four games are close, but sliders are so versatile that every single adjustment that potato skins make, sliders are coming back and they're they're countering. Like you can get <laughs> you can get burger sliders, you can sure. get chicken sandwich sliders. Like it's I think it's a sweep. That's a fun Brisket series. Sliders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm sweet. so hungry. Let's get out of here. Oh we have my anything gosh. Else? No, let's go out. Let's go get some lunch. You guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back live. Um, on Wednesday at 3 p.m. If you enjoy the content, give us a follow at phnx underscore sun devils. You can follow me at anthony underscore totry. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef, and you can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. Hungry as always. Like I said, catch us Wednesday live at 3 in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your guys' day. Peace.